Good morning, everybody. I'm, uh, I want to talk to you today about uh, just a continuation of what we've been looking at. We're going to talk about taming the tongue, and uh, that'll make more sense in just a minute here. We've been looking at what stops us from getting where we want to go, and we've been using a couple of key thoughts, identify, challenge, and change, um, ants, automatic negative thoughts, the fact that we tend to think uh, I think most of us, our tendency is to think negatively first, and we have to work to think positively. So um, identify your ants, your automatic negative thoughts, challenge them, and then change them or replace them. So what I want to do is look at a couple of scriptures today to, uh, to kind of nudge us in a direction. And what I'm hoping is by the time we're finished, you will, uh, you'll see one of the simplest Simple and easy, not being the same thing, but one of the simplest ways to do that. So uh, James chapter 3 talks about the tongue, literally the tongue. And let's just look at a couple things it says. James chapter 3, starting with verse 2, um, for we all stumble in many ways. Ain't that the truth? If anyone does not stumble in what he says, what an interesting thing to say. If anyone does not stumble, falter, fall, in what he says, he's a perfect man or person. And that word perfect there means mature, on the way to reaching our potential. It, it doesn't mean perfect the way we would mean it today. So if anyone doesn't stumble in what he says, he's perfect, mature, on his way to reaching his potential, and able to bridle the whole body. In other words, something about managing what you say affects your entire being. And I think you could think of it this way, and it, it affects your spirit, soul, and body, everything about you. I would say even your health. And then he uses a couple of metaphors. If we put the bits in the horse's mouths so that they'll obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Uh, so he says, okay, the tongue is similar to the bit in the horse's mouth, and we use it to steer the horse, the tongue compared to a bridle in a horse's mouth. Look at the ships also, though the, the, they are so great, great big old ship, and they're driven by these powerful winds, they're still directed by a very small rudder. This is scripture now. Wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. In other words, he's again using a metaphor, the rudder of a ship, which compared to the size of the ship is very small, but the rudder of the ship, even with strong winds, directs the ship where the pilot desires. Now, part of what part of what I'm trying to talk about is this. Um, are you on autopilot? Meaning, do you let your past just play through your mouth? In other words, do you let things from your past just continue to repeat and you repeat them, which means you're going to continue to enjoy the fruit of them? Or are you a pilot who's turned off autopilot and said, I'm going to actively steer my ship into new territory, new territory of emotion, new territory of destiny, relational health and wholeness. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be thinking about what I'm saying. And then it goes on to say this, so also the tongue. So he's made this bit in a horse's mouth, rudder of a ship metaphor to the power of the tongue, what we say. And here's the thing, guys, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, as a man thinks in his heart, be, be transformed, changed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, the way you think. Thinking 
is really talking to yourself. So in a sense, even when scripture says, uh, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, Ephesians 4, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, there's still a connection to how we're talking to ourselves. So it's really important to, to think about that. Now listen to this section of scripture in Romans chapter 10. And it's, there's a couple of passages here that are very familiar, but I want to slow it down a little bit, help us see something. Verse 6 of Romans 10 says this, and I, I typically always read the New American Standard, unless occasionally another translation just says it in a really cool way, but that's just the Bible I'm used to using. So it says this, the righteousness based on faith speaks as follows. Now, first of all, I just want you to catch just the simplicity of what Scripture says. The righteousness based on faith speaks. The righteousness based on faith speaks. In other words, there's a part of me that's been brought into right relationship with God, not because I've earned it or deserve it, but because of what Jesus did for me. And that righteousness talks. And it, and it tells you how it talks. The righteousness, the, 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 the right standing I have with God because of what Jesus did for me, talks. And it, this is the way it talks. Don't say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up. Now that sounds kind of weird, like, dude, I don't talk like that. But but don't get caught up in that. It just zero in on this thought. The righteousness that is of faith talks. Look at verse 8. But what does it say? In other words, that's what it doesn't say. But what does it say? The word is near me, in my mouth and in my heart. What an odd thing for Scripture to say. The word is near me, in my mouth and in my heart. Now, just to make a point, which, came, which does it highlight first? In my mouth and in my heart. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and say it here. I believe here's the thing. Faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes is built up by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Well, here's the deal. Whose voice do you hear more than anybody else's? Whose voice can you not get away from? Your own. So you hear your own voice all the time. Faith comes by hearing, right? So what this scripture is saying is the word is near me. It's in my mouth and in my heart. Why does it say mouth first? Because the pastor I got saved under, Pastor Fred Denham, that I'll be eternally grateful for, said this. You say the truth until you believe it. And then you say the truth because you believe it. How do you get new truth? Identify challenge and change. How do you get new truth into your heart? By speaking it. You speak it before it feels real. And then you speak it because it feels real. So here's what it says. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we're preaching. That if you, again, first confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And two, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And then it says this. For with a heart, with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness, 
and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. There's a connection between mouth and heart, heart and mouth. I believe we put the word, we agree with God. Now, in the context of our subject together, I, I agree with God to talk about myself the way he does. As I do that, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. As I do that, I, I, I grow in my confidence in what he says about me, not what my past says about me. And as I believe what he says about me, with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So I speak the word to build my faith, and then with a heart full of faith, I speak my faith to enjoy and receive it. So there's this odd but powerful connection between our, heart, our mouth and our heart and our heart and our mouth. You've got to learn how to say things that are different from the message your past would give to you and that agree with what God says. And eventually, as a bit in a horse's mouth and a rudder on a ship, eventually your tongue will take you where your, your words are pointing, if you will. So what we're going to talk about next week is very specifically a great way, strategy, practice, how to do that. And it's one of the most powerful things I've learned that's affected my life in massively important ways. Love you guys. See you next week. Boom.